Hello world, it's Sangdara. Right now I'm in Nagaloka Institute, which is in Nagpur, in the center of India. And Loka Mitra is the chairman of the trustees here in Nagaloka Institute. And we are at the end of a conference on social engagement and liberation, celebrating the 60th anniversary of the mass conversion that took place here in Nagpur 60 years ago with Dr. Amberka and his followers. So, Lokomitra, if you could tell me a bit, actually to start with, tell me what, what is Nagaloka, for those who don't know. Nagaloka was established, the idea of Nagaloka was established in the mid-90s as a training centre. The Buddhist movement in India really started in Maharashtra, and we started our work in, uh, Tri Ratna started its work in Maharashtra. But after Dr. Ambedkar's, the anniversary of his centenary in 1991, interest spread all over India, among scheduled castes and other discriminated groups in him. But we just couldn't go everywhere. So we decided to set up this training institute here to invite people from different parts of India to come and train with us for some time and then go back and share what they've learned. We developed buildings and we developed local training, but we didn't actually start the All India Training until 2002. So now we're in our, what, 15th year or something like that. And we have here... Our main work is an eight-month introductory course to basic Buddhist practices and teachings. And we've had, so far, over a 1,000 people attending this course from 24 different states, which is virtually all over India, mainly young people. We also have a BA course in Buddhist studies and Dr. Ambedkar studies for those who want to stay longer and take it further and get a degree. Um, that's only just started recently, and that's part of Nagpur University. So the training is the first thing. The second thing is developing our network of ex-students or alumni. So we try and give those who want life skills, English, Chinese even, computer studies. We run regional conferences for them. We run an annual conference here. We run regional retreats. And we're now looking at ways in which we can more systematically strengthen the network and help develop local leadership, help train people who want to take a lead, and so on. So that's the second part of it. The third part of it is, is, is a centre of interaction for Buddhists throughout India, and also for Buddhists in India, especially follows people inspired by Dr. Ambedkar and foreign Buddhists, because Buddhists abroad know very little about Dr. Ambedkar and his conversion, his movement. And they come here and they see and invariably they get very, very inspired and it, it has an impact on them. And also it's very important for people here to have contact with other Buddhists abroad because they have no brothers and sisters, no one close to them in India, as it were, having been, you know, so-called untouchable in the past. And then lastly, it's a pilgrimage centre. We have our beautiful walking Buddha. So we get thousands of people coming paying their respects, their devotions to that. So that's what Nagaluk is all about. That's a very good summary. Yeah. Also, yeah. So of course, is, this is all run by Tree Ratna, and it's a, we have local Tree Ratna activities, but in a sense, the local Tree Ratna activities aren't the main thing, because there are other local Tree Ratna centres around here. Mm. But it's all, of course, run by members of the order. Mm. So all this is a manifestation of Tree Ratna work. Mm. And tell me a bit about the conference that we've been yeah. part of in the last few days. How did that idea come about? And I'm 
a member of the advisory body of INEB, International Network of Engaged Buddhists, and they've been incredibly supportive and appreciative. And apart from Tree Ratna, they're the only network, really, that's really sort of appreciated what we're doing here in the situation among Dr. Ambedkar's followers. So, for some time, we've been talking about having a... We had an, an INEB conference here 11 years ago, 2005, but having another conference here and uh, bringing together East and West, and even Tri Ratna and INEB. Yeah? Sulak Sivarak, the founder of INEB, is very keen to have more contact with Tri Ratna. He has enormous respect for Sankarakshita, enormous. And so the 60th anniversary of the conversion seemed a very appropriate time. You know, one, our foreign friends would see the celebrations here, and they'd also be able to look at some of Dr. Ambedkar's teachings, not only see the movement, but to see his teachings, and two, our people here would be able to have contact with, you know, engaged Buddhists, very serious Buddhists, but sort of, well, as you will have seen over the last few days, Mm. people really trying to take their practice out into the world. So I personally love these situations of interaction and, and discussion and so on, because I think this is what... In a sense, this is what it's all about. Mm. Yeah. For those who are not here, could you describe a bit what the program was designed, what was maybe the thinking behind the parts? Well, the thinking behind the conference, basically, we took three aspects of Dr. Ambedkar's approach. I mean, these are aspects, as it were, that I've sort of taken from my own understanding. One can look at his approach in different ways. But firstly, there was Dhamma as empowerment. And this has been always my experience here since the moment I came to India. People come on retreat, people come to classes, people come to Naglo for eight months, and you just see a transformation take place. And in the West we get it when we go on retreat, but here it's so much more dramatic. So I wanted us to look at that, and, you know, Dhamma's empowerment brings up the question of, you know, as it were, just is it just a subjective question? But to Dr. Ampedra it wasn't, because it included the paramitas. He was emphatic about the parameters, so you empower yourself so that you can be more active to contribute to the world. Then another aspect of his approach was emphasising equality, breaking down barriers between people. This is very, very important to him. And he, he said, look, we have to test our practice, whether it's pragna, shila, metta, karana, whatever it is. What impact does it have on our relations with others? What impact does it have on the world? Does it help to break down barriers between people? Does it help to establish equality? And then thirdly was Dhamma as governance. And he, he talked about the Sangha as practicing true democracy 2,500 years ago. He talked about learning liberty, equality, fraternity, not from the French Revolution, but from his master, the Buddha. So I wanted people from abroad to look at these three aspects from the point of view of their own understanding of the Dhamma and from the point of view of their own tradition, their own practice, to try and engage with these. And these are a fascinating trio because they represent, if you like, Dhamma's empowerment, the personal, then the breaking down barriers, the sort of attitude to others, and then Dhamma's governance, the way we organise ourselves, you know, from the family to the nation. So the three major aspects of life. And of course they correspond roughly to liberty, equality, fraternity. For me, it's been very exciting exploring these things. And I, I've been very interested and inspired by some of the things I've heard here. 
So that's what it was about. And I think we tried to have speakers from a wide cross-section. Of course, we had a fairly good gender balance, a regional balance. So we've had people from... Today we had someone from Malaysia, someone from UK, someone from Korea, someone from India, someone from Burma, and one more. It's been great having people from such different backgrounds, and and most of them very eloquent indeed, and and they've got something to say, not just intellectually, but from their heart. Hmm. Can you describe everyone, what was was the daily programme? I think many people would meditate in the morning, around 6, 6.30. But then we started our programme at 9 o'clock. So we had, we had a brief introduction to the day, refugees and precepts, sometimes something else. But then we'd have three lectures or four lectures, two lectures, or 20 minutes each was the norm. Then in the afternoon, we'd had discussion groups for an hour and a half. And we had two facilitators of each, one a local Indian and one someone from abroad. And in a sense, this was the most important part of the programme because, you know, it's how we engage with what we hear, to my mind, is the most important thing. And, and that's what we go away with. Yeah. And apparently most of the groups were quite stimulating. And then after that, for an hour and a half, we have a panel discussion. So some of the questions that come out of that group go to the panel chairman and the panel consists of the speakers in the morning. So, uh, you know, we see what they come up with. Of course, the evening of the inauguration, we all went to the Diksha Bhumi, where Dr. Ambedkar converted to see the crowd and pay our respects to the stupa. But the first evening of the conference, we had Savi Savarka, who's the most famous Buddhist Ambedkarite painter, a very, very dramatic and very close friend of ours. So we had a small exhibition of his. It was great. And he spoke very, very nicely then. Yesterday, we had a in the evening, a concert by a, a violinist, uh, one of the leading Buddhist classical musicians, and, and perhaps the first who achieved such prominence, and from Nagpur, and a very close friend of ours. Did you hear it? Mm. It's very, very beautiful. moving, beautiful. And tonight we've got our closing ceremony, and just walking around the Buddha. Mm. I'm happy to finish. What's been your experience of just being part of the conference? What's been your sense of how it's been? And what is the effect that you hope that, that the conference will have? The wished consequence yeah. of this conference? So what's been my experience? It's been a very joyful time, I think, for most people, and uh, very inspiring and, and, um, and informative time. I think people have enjoyed the interaction, people have enjoyed the mixture of people from so many different backgrounds and so on. I think people from abroad have very, very much appreciate seeing what we're doing here, meeting the students, meeting the alumni, meeting members of Tree Ratna here. And I think they're you know, invariably inspired by the fact that people coming from such socially deprived situations through the Dhamma are just transforming their lives. It's very, very inspiring to them. For local people here, I think it's just great meeting so many people, new brothers and sisters from abroad. And, um, you know, you may not be able to maintain friendships, although these days with social media and email and so on, it's possible. And just to be able to talk freely, equally. The great thing about Nagaloka, it's a caste-free campus. Outside here, you go into the world and invariably there's caste consciousness. People come in here, that goes, that's out. And when people here talk to 
people from abroad who have no... Caste isn't in their blood, it's not in their consciousness, it's not in their genes, it's nowhere there. So that is not reinforced in their communication. So just being fellow humans, just being fellow Buddhists is what is reinforced. Wonderful. So where will it lead? Mm -hmm. I think it's just part of a process of what we've been doing since we started Nagaloka, but I think it will add impetus to it. Eleven years ago we had an INEV conference and before that we had a two-day conference on breaking down barriers between followers of Dr. Ambedkar and others. And I think this theme is greatly strengthened by this conference and I think it will help people abroad to appreciate much more the significance of Dr. Ambedkar, his teachings and what we in Sri Rana are doing here. Brilliant. Thank you very much for coming. Good. Great. (laughs)